Hey everyone, welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Challengers Unplugged where we're being joined by a very special guest, winner of Challenge USA 2, none other than Desi Williams. Desi, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thanks for having me. I haven't said that in a couple of weeks. So, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you're just getting right back into it. No rust there at all, huh? Right. Oh, I'm just saying I haven't heard challenge winner in a, a couple of weeks. It was like we did all that press the day after and it was like challenge winner, challenge winner, challenge winner, challenge winner. And then you go back to real life and you're just like. Right. Person. And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah, no, I did do that. I, I did. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, that was, I guess that was pretty cool. I mean, and I did mess up the intro because I should have said Dr. Desi Williams. I apologize about that as well. I mean, that's a very important title. It is. Yeah. I mean, not, it's important. Not the biggest challenge winner. I mean, for this, for the purposes of this podcast, at least. <laughs> that could be part of your new signature on your emails. Challenge right? <laughs> yeah, right. Dr. Desi Williams, <laughs> challenge champion. It's actually funny. I, I kind of try to keep that like a secret. So I go by Desiree, like Desiree right, is yeah. my full name, obviously. But anytime I like pick up the phone at work or I sign my email signature, I put Desiree Williams in the hopes that like most of my patients are old. So They're not watching. Hopes that they like don't put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, they might. I mean, CBS, it's kind of their demographic. I mean. That's kind of true. You know what I mean? So they might recognize it. They, they might. They might. Some, I mean, some do. Some yeah. know about it. And then others, I'm just like. If they bring it up, I'm not going to lie, obviously. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's not like you go on and like, you know, act a fool and like make a no. fool of yourself. So it should be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I right. try not to. Right? <laughs> I mean, probably a sound decision nowadays. Yeah, yeah. The house makes it all difficult. <laughs> not lie, but. Look, I, I was really surprised that you guys remain, it remained as composed as you did with some of the stuff that happened this season. Oh, my goodness. Um. You know, I know like you, Michaela and Chanel were, you know, the alliance of the season, the Survivor Girls, Survivor Strong this season. Mm -hmm. um, I've also seen you guys being referred to as Destiny's Child on yep. online. <laughs> um, but then I watched like your face when Michaela won those back to back dailies and she's like, let's put in Tori in your face, which is like. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't because that means I'm going in, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Hello? Like, I would not do that to you. Why would you do that <laughs> yeah, to me? Yeah. Exactly. The thing I will say, like, sometimes Michaela had these ideas, but we always discuss them. Like, I, I think that's why the three of us got along so well is because we come from a background of like having full-time jobs where you have to be diplomatic and you have to discuss things calmly and like hear everybody's point. Right. Um, so I think that really helps because, yeah, there were certainly times where it was like, you want to just like react, but it's like, all right, let me take a deep breath. Let's talk about this rationally. I think for the rational reason why this makes absolutely no right. sense. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Maybe she'll be more apt to listen. Oh, I think one of my favorite quotes this season was Chanel when you guys couldn't come to it, when they couldn't come to a decision when Red won the daily. Oh, and they're gosh. like, she's like, let's go ahead and table this part and circle back. After the I was like, <laughs> such I, a corporate response. I was like, I hear that. Right, so relatable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Super relatable. <laughs> I, I actually had a question. I wanted to kind of jump back to, um, you know, getting the call for USA 2 after everything that happened, you know, in the final of, of USA 1. Were you like just ready to go into USA 2 or was it kind of like a decision you had to juggle with or, or what was that decision like to come back for USA 2? I, I mean, I hesitated to make the decision. Um, just because, and I, I've shared this a few times, uh, 
But I feel like I went into USA One with like very little confidence in my ability to perform in a reality television game, just based upon like my survivor experience. I was like, I can't lie like these people. I can't backstab like these people. And somehow I made it through USA One without having to like backstab or do any of those like wild things or things that are like wild to me morally. Um, And then I made it to the final with a lot of confidence. So like I could definitely win this thing. And then, of course, we all know how that ended. So I was really my mom was like, I don't know if you should go back and play that show. Like, you're not like those people. You're not good at lying. I've never been a good liar. (laughs) So I did really have to take a pause. Like, you know, maybe one time making it to the final was a fluke. Can I really make it to the final twice? Or am I going to go back and like do way worse than I did the time before? And there's like no worse feeling than that, like sliding down the the performance ladder. So it took it took a few weeks for me to just totally be like all in you saying that like it makes me think about this the episode we recapped where i believe it was you guys voted for tori and you came out right away and said look like this is not representative of who i am and we were having the discussion it was like you know it's okay it's a game but like i understand your perspective because you don't want it to be a reflection of who you are in the day-to-day world and i've always had a hard time with that like and I actually think a lot of these reality TV people do. I think they say like, you know, the game is different from real life. We can separate the two. But then you see people a year later, two years later, and they're still talking about that one game move you made. So like everybody, it, like it really doesn't slide off your back as easy as people say it does. And I didn't want, like every time I've gone into a reality show, I, I, I don't want to change my character. Right. I don't want to change who I am internally for a TV show. like. Yes, this is a whole lot of money, but like then I've got the rest of my life to live. I've got to face my family. I've got to face my patients. I've got to face, you know, my business partner. So I, I don't just, you know, my character is really important right. to me. So that that I don't know, that really tore me up for whatever reason. Well, it's understandable. And you could see like the internal struggle, like while you were like trying to make the decision and then like the confessionals and just watching you be in the house, it was like. We could see that internal struggle of like, I know this is the move I need to make, but at the same time, it doesn't align with what I believe in. And now like that battle between yourself. And it was it, it was sad to watch. I was like, oh, man, Desi, <laughs> don't cry. Don't be upset. Please. Yeah, I know. It was sad for me to watch back. I know. I was like, stop crying. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I, I think it's just it's super relatable because. Any one of us put in that situation because like, I don't want to lie to someone unless I absolutely have to, you know what I mean? I don't, I know that the person across the way probably has kids just like I do. And, you know, I've got to make a move that's going to screw them out of the money or because I need the money too. You know what I mean? As much as that might be a great person, that's the reason I'm here. Right. You know, so I can see that internal struggle and, and, you know, especially with your profession being what it is, integrity is such a, an important role in that profession that it's I know I'm making a really random long point and it's early <laughs> in the morning, so I'm not very concise, but I, it's my way of saying I understand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have an idea of who was going to be on this season of USA 2 before you got to the airport? I mean, you hear like murmurs I guess and then of course like gamer bev posts and then you like kind of know it's actually funny so Monty sat I don't really watch Big Brother not I don't really I don't watch Big Brother at all but Monty was sitting directly in front of me on the plane from 
LA to Miami. And I had no idea who mm-hmm. he was. But then we landed in Miami and I went on Twitter and I saw that Gamer Vev had posted the cast and I was like, oh, there's a really tall black man on the cast. There's a really tall black man sitting directly in front <laughs> of me. Like, that must be Monty. And we didn't like even speak until like there was this long walk to the next terminal. And then he turned around. He was like, hey, are you Desi? I'm Monty. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We sat right next to each other on the plane and had no freaking idea. So I say that to say like, you sort of know some of the people, but obviously not all of the people. Because unless it's been leaked by Gamer Bev or somebody else has leaked it to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way to know. And of course, Gamer Bev doesn't always get everything. right. Well, it's always interesting too, like because of the like the survivor realm you start paying attention to when you hear, know that the calls are going out you start to pay attention to like who's in the gym and who's getting ready mm. and uh kellen from ghost island was interviewing dom for her podcast and dom was like convinced that kellen was on for usa one because <laughs> she had started posting that she was in the gym and she was like no i'm not and he like kept hounding her because he's like no like you have to be you've got to be on the cast. And she's like, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. I just want to be healthy. Like, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a crime? So yeah, but you can see the people working out. I think it's like Chanel. I was, but Chanel and I weren't friends. So I, I never really asked Chanel if she was on, but of course she was posting a ton, but also she was posting a ton before. I think she was even like a, a ton of gym content before she was asked yeah. to on the challenge. Did I see Michaela say that you guys, like the three of you didn't really necessarily know each other all that well going into the season. I had never talked to Michaela a day in my life. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I was absolutely floored. Yeah, I had met Chanel once at like a survivor party, but we weren't friends. Like I didn't have Chanel's cell phone number. Like we weren't friends at all. And I actually didn't think I'd be able to work with her in the house because she had so many, like she's very close to like Tiffany and Amira. And like, she just had too many people that I was like, she's, she's going to be spread thin. Can't trust her. Um, Michaela, I just... I mean, she's, I can't say she's hard to read, but it's hard, to, hard like, to read. But I mean, but she's not because she like sort of says exactly <laughs> yeah. what's on her mind. So you can't. Yeah, she right. Does. But she's very calculated. So I was like, mm, I'm not sure if she's going to actually want to play this game with me yeah. because uh, I can't say I'm. Yeah. So, yeah, we it just kind of organically happened that we got forced together. And I think we all communicated very similarly. We ended up kind of being the straight shooters of the group. Once we had established our like alliances, like Survivor Strong, we were the only ones still kind of adhering to our original alliance and how that happened. But no, they weren't like we did not go into this I game. Suppose when you're perceived when, when you're perceived to be an alliance, you're kind of like, OK, might as well. Exactly. Well, and that's kind of what ended up happening is they kept referring to us as like Desi Michaela Chanel, Desi Michaela Chanel. And it was interesting because Tiff was in yeah. our like lived in our room with us. But for whatever reason, they would like replace Tiffany with Michaela. And I'm like, Michaela doesn't even live here. Like, <laughs> let's go to their room. I'm like, she doesn't live here. This is not her room. <laughs> That's crazy, actually, because like just the the friendship and the chemistry, at least that was portrayed in the edit, like it would have seemed like you guys have been friends for a while yeah. now, you know? So that's that's crazy. Like, that's good chemistry, though. And yeah, Michaela, more what I met with Michaela is is she's one of those people where when she's not talking, that's when I'm like, I'm nervous. What's going on? What is she doing? Like, (laughs) yes. And she goes through these moods where she is not talking like for days. And you're like, 
did I do something? <laughs> like, have things changed? Should I say the wrong thing? But then, like, the next day, she's back to being, like, super social. Yeah. So I think she just is not used to, I mean, who is used to living in a house of yeah. 20 yeah. people? Like, you know, if you're used to living alone and you're in your 30s and you've lived alone <laughs> for, like, you know, over a decade, you're just like, what is all of this Yeah, noise? I could not do that. I, I also spent a lot of time in my room. Yeah. yeah, I would too. I would too. And it's so funny because if you guys remember, like on older seasons, like that's how Laurel always was in the house. Like she would spend a lot of time in her room, just like reading, staying away from the party and the mess. And she used to get like made fun of and like picked on all the time for that. And it's like, that would be me. Like I would just be sitting there reading. Just please mm-hmm. leave me alone. I need to stay in my happy space or I'm going to not be fun to be in the house. <laughs> Maybe that's why we can't have books anymore oh. <laughs> because she was reading all season. We we're not allowed to have books. So I'm like, I don't know what she was reading. I think somebody was able to get a Bible in last time because they were like, are you going to tell somebody they can't that's have a Bible? That's crazy. But um, other than that, yeah, you don't have any books. So I don't know what she was reading unless she was writing her own stories. I'm thinking it might be a newer rule because there was also a season. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I want to say it was like. It was real world. It was Sarah Rice. No, and yeah, because they had that that's library. That's what bond. I'm talking uh, about. <laughs> jumping in too soon. I think it was like, it was like Dirty 30 or something like that. But CT had a book of scary stories that he would sit up and read to everybody while they were trying to fall asleep at night. And he would just read out of this book of like horror stories but they were like real life That's stories hilarious. that happened in the country they were filming in. I want to say it was like Thailand or something. That's hilarious. And so I'm thinking maybe it might be like a new rule that they might have implemented. Maybe so. Oh. I have a feeling that at one point Bananas was reading Eat, Pray, Love. And they oh, used to like, they used to put tape over the, <laughs> the title of the book. Yes. But like, really, I get it if it's a brand or it's something like that. But like, it's, it's the title of a book. You don't, I don't think yeah. you have to blur I mean, better out. safe than sorry, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I wish we had books. I love, I love reading, but no, we have no wow. books. So you, but I still would just spend time. Yeah. I like journal or like doodle. Absolutely. Like you, I can't engage with those people. <laughs> the house was a lot. Yeah. Just working eight <laughs> hours a, a day. I need like an hour to decompress. I'm like, I peopled way too much already. <laughs> I, I need a couple of minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and, but Chanel, I feel like Chanel's social game was not shown enough. I would literally wake up in the morning. We, we slept right next to each other. She'd already be gone out having conversations. She'd come back to the room, take a quick shower, go out, have some more conversations. And I'd still be like, in bed. <laughs> like, what are you, what have you been doing all day? And she's like, I just, you know, I talked to so-and-so and I talked to so-and-so. I was like, how do you have that many words? In I've, my, my word quota, I think, has been met for this season. Like, I have exceeded my word quota for the month. So one thing I was curious about, were you contacted for World Championship? In the very beginning, I was. But they, like, took too long to decide if they were, like, to choose yeah. the cast. And so eventually I just pulled out and I was like, if you guys don't have a decision by this date, which was like, a month before we were supposed to leave, I was like, you guys can just count me out. Like I, I can't rearrange business in less than a month. Yeah. Like you gotta give me, you gotta give me some time. You gotta give me, yeah, some, yeah. some leeway. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. how they do that. Cause I've heard that a lot from different challengers is like, sometimes they only give you guys like two or three weeks, like final notice of, Hey, we're flying. You're definitely on the cast. We're flying out in two weeks. And it's like, how are people supposed to deal with their kids, their jobs, their mortgages, their bills, all that stuff. It, what in two weeks and train what 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's kind of how they keep on recycling the same people is because, like, they know the people who are able to just it. throw everything yeah. down and, you know, jump. So I guess that's why Johnny's been on 22 seasons when he don't have a, any kids or. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I guess like the, the career reality stars or, you know, whatever, like the people who do this, like as a career, I guess that's, you know, but yeah, like mm-hmm. the everyday person, that's crazy. Side note, though, the advice you gave to bananas about dating was top tier. I just yes. want to put that out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually Michaela gave it to him while we were in the house. I was just reminding him of it because Bananas is like, he actually is like a really high quality guy. Like he cooks, yeah. he's very clean, he's kind, he's caring. And I'm like, you are, you are actually a really good catch, but you're just like fishing for the wrong type. Yeah. 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 He does need to find someone with a nine to five. Let's be honest. He needs some grounding. He needs somebody to ground him. Yes. That's a really great way to put it. He needs grounding for <laughs> sure. Or Sure. Just to live in Banana's head for a day. Oh I couldn't gosh. imagine it, to be honest. Just like, an, an hour? Just that, let me out. Like you talking about Chanel, how like she's yeah, out yeah. there all the time talking, talking, <laughs> like just being in Banana's head for an hour. I'd be like, dude, I need to shut down for yeah. 12. Like this is too much. Right. Oh, my gosh. Because the amount of words that come out of his mouth, I'm like, there's got to be more words in his head that he just doesn't have time to say because somebody else is actually talking. <laughs> That's why we didn't get along at first, because I was like, this man doesn't quit. He doesn't stop. Like, if a camera is around, this man is going to be right. talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've since made amends. I did hear he brings his guitar and starts singing, like, very popular songs. So that way they can't record during those times mm, when he's having conversations, which I found was very interesting. Did you were you exposed to that at all? Oh, I mean, we so they only let Bananas have his guitar on the weekends. <laughs> oh, OK. Which which maybe isn't a new rule, too, because probably they also caught on the fact that he was trying to cover up game conversations. So technically on Saturdays, like it's supposed to be our off day, even though people still talk game. So on Saturdays, he would always play his guitar. Sometimes if we like had a night out afterwards, they'd give him his guitar. So, yeah, did we bananas has we've all heard bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Countless number of He's hours. behaved himself so he gets his guitar as like a reward. But all, it's like great for us too because we otherwise we don't hear music. Well, yeah. and, you right. know, like and music is so much a part of most people's everyday life that it's nice, even though it's the same like seven songs. It's like I will listen to these seven songs every Saturday if that's all I can get. It'd probably be like a true break from the game versus like just downtime, but actually having like mm-hmm. that break from, for lack of a better term, that break from reality of being able to just kind of chill and how many of us don't have a memory of like sitting around a campfire with a guitar and just like hanging out. I was going to say like the best, like that's so much fun. Just sitting around a campfire, somebody's playing a guitar, you got a drink, your friends are around, you're just laughing and listening to me. That's like the best. So that's cool that they actually like let him do that though. And that was probably our, one of our best nights in the house was we did just that. We had like a fire pit. I think we only used it that one time. (laughs) We all sat around, bananas played, we sang along, and at the end we like made up a challenge rap. Nice. There was a later challenge rap in the season that the girls made up, but this was like a group challenge rap. And we all just like went around and freestyled a couple of bars. And that was like I was like, this is we're like we're in friggin' Croatia <laughs> in this mansion, around a fire, like can life get any better? Yeah. And then, you know, you wake up the next day and TJ has his bylaw by so what sort I'm looking for? He, he gives his like laugh and you're like, oh, oh it's diabolical. Laugh. Yeah. 
diabolicals where I was like, why can't I find diabolical? That's exactly the word I was looking for. Oh, it's okay. It happens to me daily. It just happened to be my turn to use the brain right then. So yeah, Yeah, it's a moment. Like I haven't had my coffee yet. What I was curious about is coming into this, USA One being only cast members from like Big Brother, Survivor, Love Island, and of course, Amazing Race. And then coming into this season and then all of a sudden seeing that you know, that there's going to be challenge bets and champions that took place. Did it, I mean, obviously you, you knew before we saw it in the edit, but when you see them show up at either the hotel or the airport, did it change to how you thought you were going to approach this game? Um, I was obviously not thrilled to see them. <laughs> um, and I think I was pretty, pretty vocal about it. Um, because I, I, when I said like, we need to get these bets out, like, I believe that through and through. I was like, they've got to yeah. go. They played this game too many times. And it'd just be interesting. Like, obviously there were bets on each team, but when we were still in teams and prepping for a challenge, like TJ explains the challenge, then you have like a couple of minutes to sort of plan what's going to happen as a team. And just to see how quickly, like for me, it would be uh, Wes. I'd be like, all right, I think the best way to do this is X, Y, Z. This is a strategy. Yeah. And on, you know, Banana's team, he was doing the exact same thing. So it's like just the knowledge that they have because they played so many of these similar games. Like you, you don't play these games in real life. You only play these games yep. in the challenge. Yeah. So they just have so much experience that they can just plan things out better. So it's like, if we don't get rid of them, like how are we going to beat them? They got to go. We got to get them out. You know what? That's a really interesting point that you bring up because I think it was, I, I forget if it was Chanel or Michaela and they were talking about like, no, if you it take, was Michaela. it was Michaela, if you take off, you know, the vet on that team, they're at such a disadvantage, you know, so to hear you kind of reiterate that mm-hmm. in the way they were able to prep for those dailies. Yeah. 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 What was the deciding factor to make you switch from green to blue? I honestly had no choice. I think I had put such a big target on my back because I, for whatever reason, they thought I was running the rookie Alliance, mm-hmm. which I don't think like we were a very collaborative group. There was, uh, they're like, I was not running it for whatever reason they thought I was like the silent killer. (laughs) So I had painted such a big target on my back that I knew like it also kind of became clear that like blue and red were working together and green team was excluded. So I felt like I had no choice. Like if I stay on green team, I'm going to be in the sand every week fighting. Like that's just, you know, where I am in this game right now. So I had no choice but to move to blue. Right, right. Well, and I found it really interesting because you didn't make a ton of huge moves throughout the game, but the one really big move you made and it was inconsequential to your decision-making outside of just excluding Wes from what you wanted to do in the elimination, but it ended up creating like the biggest rivalry all season between Wes and Cassidy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was like beautiful poetic. There was so much poetic justice, honestly, this season that like, I was like, God is really just like working in this game. Cause Somebody would like cross us like, you know, me, Michaela and Chanel were always kind of straight shooters. We would, you know, say we would say what we were going to do and then we would do what we we're going to say. But anytime someone started to sort of veer from that, it was like their ball got pulled. They went home or like some other drama started. So that was actually, I think, probably why Wes doesn't like me now. But that was that was the best Thing to watch the oh. whole game was just yeah. the way he was like you put Cassidy against me and now we've got this rivalry which I mean to be fair like that's not really what put him no. in no like it, no. it probably fared worse for Cassidy but I think Cassidy would have ended up there regardless but it was just funny the way he tried to like put that back on me and I'm like 
still working out for me. This is still working out great for me. So yeah. I'm not sure what you're trying to say here. I was going to say it's and you saying that, you know, like God was present in the game. Like we were saying, like throughout the season, like the challenge karma God is monitoring this game. Yes. Because it's like Josh spun on bananas and gets his ball pulled right immediately. There. Like, and it was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This never happens, let alone the fact that he has to go against his best friend in his best friend's favorite elimination. Like, it's like, wow. There was so much karma, so much karma. But honestly, like the the whole West thing, I just want to say this really quick because I I thought this was so funny because when so when you guys were picking teams and you picked West for your team, you would said something along the lines of, you know, um, you know, little Desi would want me to pick West, like insinuating that you, you know, have been a fan of West and. And all of that uh, through your time of watching the show. And I remember that we had talked about that and somebody had commented somewhere on our page or sent a message or something. and was like, great, we're going to get another one of those players who's like obsessed with Wes and is just going to do everything Wes wants. And I was like, I don't know if Desi is going to be like that. And then you like flipped on him and it was just like, oh, I told you. Like, it was so cool to see somebody who's like, yeah, I'm a fan of you and I like you. But this is still my game. And it was so good to see somebody right. do that. Like, not do that to Wes, because, like, I-, I love Wes. But at the same time, it was just, like, killing times? that expectation of, like, Wes having, like, the fans in the house, you know? And I think that's what he was expecting, because he kept trying to, like, call himself our mentor. Himself our <laughs> mentor. And we were like, hmm. Mm. We're playing a different game than we're, we're the majority, like, respectfully. So, like, you might just have to play our game. Um, and I have so much respect for Wes and like how, I mean, he's played this game oh, forever. Yeah. He's kind of changed his game in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, like I put you on my team because I think you're a good player, but not because I want you to run this show. And I think it's it, it speaks to that. Like when you guys did that first deliberation and you were like, no, we need to go after a vet. And mm-hmm. Chanel like shut him down. And he, the edit we got is when he came back and he was talking to like bananas and some of the other vets, he's like, it's not a big brother survivor thing. They just want the vets out. <laughs> they just want the vets out. And it's like, but it speaks to what you're saying as far as they get such a quick read on the game that they know what's going on just from one little instant. So it it almost makes you want to push them out even faster. Yeah. To open the game up for yourself even more. Yeah. And that was really, it wasn't like we thought the vets were bad people, but like we got to give the rest of us a fair chance. This is, you know, most people's first time. So three of our second time. And this is their, like, you know, 7th through 22nd. So (laughs) make some space. Let's make some space. And and that's the thing, too. It's like a proving ground, too. Like, you've got so many people who are coming from Survivor and from Big Brother to potentially go on to the flagship if that's what they choose to do. And it's very hard to make a name for yourself when you've got some of the biggest names at the table with you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask something really quick about like the the having the vets and the teams thing. Did you guys as a cast have any idea that the game was going to change or did you guys think you were just going to be in teams the entire time? Hmm. I'm trying to think if we had any discussion around that. I mean, it would make sense that eventually you got to change the format because like, but I don't know. I I don't think that we had really even discuss much about yeah just kind of talking about since we're on the format i'll go back to the question i had just a second ago but have you ever watched cutthroat and seen the like the connections between your guys's game and that season no we're gonna send you the season so you can watch it or if you have paramount (laughs) plus (laughs) 
do I even watch it, that? Yeah, I have Paradise. It's on there. So it's season 20. It's just like the way okay. you guys started three teams. I think it's even the same colors, like red, blue, and green. Gray. They didn't do green on right. color. Oh, they did gray. It was, so. it was red, blue, and gray. I don't know where the green came from on USA. I was very confused why they didn't do like white, like red, blue, white, red, white, blue. I don't know. Green. It's the challenge. They <laughs> can't okay. even title it an episode <laughs> properly. Oh my God. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, Desi doesn't do that. So. <laughs> no, she doesn't uh, no. title the episode. Yes. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not in charge. I don't even know the titles of the episodes. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of Will Smith movie titles. A lot. Yeah. 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 Um, but Independence no, Day and, you know, stuff like that. Like it was just like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, a good reason to watch Cutthroat 2 is if you want to see one of the most epic moments of bananas failing, it happens in that season. And that's where we get the bananas backpack. Okay, so. yeah. Got it. Okay, but I need to watch because I, I actually don't even know the origin of the bananas backpack. Oh, it's a good one. He tells a different story as to like what his nickname bananas. It has nothing to do with the backpack. No, no he, had his, he had his nickname bananas before that. Um, there's, there's multiple stories out there, but the one I believe the most is... Apparently there were two Johnnies like in his friend group and he worked at Banana Republic. And so they called him Johnny Bananas and so they could separate the two. But yeah, no, the the Bananas backpack, the one that the thing that I love the most about that is the Bananas backpack happened. And then now like Johnny Bananas has his own like clothing line. Well, he actually has a backpack that has a banana on it and it's called the banana backpack when you order it online. It's just very, very uh, clever of him to like play into that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's making a living. The man owns a house in California, so he must be doing something right because the rest of us can't figure it out. So. Look, I'm, I'm, living, I'm living an apartment forever. Well, you got to like, do so. you got to do 27 seasons of the challenge. You, you'll be fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's motivation, right? Look, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I, I don't have that much time. Left, so. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. We live in Reno, and it was a struggle to buy a house here. So in Southern so California, expensive. it's no no joke. Yeah. Um, so expensive. Yeah. Going back to with the vets and the way you guys were playing this, I I have a theory, and I'm just curious on this: is that in those first early eliminations, we got a lot of the strong women mm-hmm. in those eliminations, mostly yourself and Tori. And the fact that you guys both had physical eliminations, do you think it kind of put the house on warning? Like, because your guys' name never really came out outside of Michaela talking Tori at the end of the season. Right. Do you think that had an effect to seeing what Tori did to John A., what you did to Amanda? Mm, I mean, I, I don't think they necessarily would have had to have even seen it in the elimination ring to be like fearful right. of it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if you're trying to protect your friend, then you're not going to throw in a strong girl against her. So. Yeah, I don't think it really had to do with necessarily our elimination performances. I just think people looked at us and they were like, they're strong. Yeah. They're probably going to win. Yeah. <laughs> let's not <laughs> let's not send them in against someone who we don't want. To right. Win. I mean, to be fair, Desi, you probably could have beat me in that poll wrestle. So. <laughs> I mean, I don't that know. That was impressive. That, but <laughs> yeah, that was three rounds, right? Yeah. So, we, yeah, it was actually three rounds. Um, I mean, two rounds. We don't, we didn't. Yeah. I was going to say I didn't. I, I wouldn't assume you would have. <laughs> no, no offense yeah, to Amanda yeah. or anything, but yeah. Yeah. Major props to her. She, she fought. No, Amanda, but... Amanda is scrappy. I will give her that. And that's, I am not a scrappy person. I'm like, I'm just going to drag her until she gets tired and then I can pull her out the ring. Right. Like, whatever. I can drag her through the sand all day. But like, I'm, I'm not like, I didn't want to get her to get hurt. I didn't like. <laughs> So I keep saying if I go back to the challenge, I need to learn like aggression. I need to learn how to because like I don't really feel rage like rage is not an emotion that I experience or have like I don't know rage. 
And I need to, if I want to go back and like potentially have to go into the elimination ring over and over again, I need to learn rage. You got to meet her. I'm not sure how you do that. But <laughs> well, yeah, I need to, I need to meet rage. Yeah. Where's she at? I think you are scrappy. You just don't like to admit it because I watched that wrestling match and there was like a standstill. Ooh. And then all of a sudden you just, you, I forget what was her name. Um, she was from 42. I can't think of her name right now or 43. Uh, the blonde girl that was on the scene. Uh, 43 what? Cassidy? Cassidy, there we go. Oh, yeah, I was like, sorry. I, I, sorry, I you're talking Survivor. Yeah, yeah, like, sorry. We don't have 43 seasons no, no, no. of the challenge. What are you talking about? I was going to say like Khaleesi, but that's like her, her IG if you name. If you would have yeah, said Khaleesi, yeah. I'd have got it. Yeah. You would have been like, Game yeah, of Thrones? Yeah. What? No, I'd have known it was Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would have known. But yeah. you were just sitting there and there was like a lull in the wrestle and you just kind of looked over and you're like, fuck it. And just <laughs> grabbed her and tackled her. I was like, so you have some scrappiness in you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I hated that oil wrestle, by the way. Hated everything about it, everything it represented. But I was like, we also need to get this over with. We're going to be in this ring. Oh, yeah. All day. So whatever. Let's get this over with. And better for me to start fighting her than to start fighting Michaela or Chanel. And that was probably the best decision I made that challenge <laughs> was to not there, fight Michaela or Chanel. Yeah, like. Michaela, like as soon as I saw what the challenge was, I immediately flashed back to watching Millennials versus Gen Xers when they were doing the thing for the the ring. Oh, and Michaela's shirt came off and she didn't care. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just boobies out. She was still wrestling everybody. <laughs> Different breed. That was terrifying. I was like, how? Where do they learn these moves? <laughs> I was shocked watching Michaela and Chanel. I was like, is this a WWE? What is this? Like, how do they know these you moves? You train for this? Yeah. Exactly. What is this? Yeah, no, I was like, this looks like they both done Brazilian jiu-jitsu for like five years, the way they were spinning around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would have probably just stepped on the outside and been like, no, I'm good. I'm done. (laughs) Same. Same. So I was glad to be on the outside. (laughs) Just watching the show like, go girls. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna just cheer you guys on from over right? here. You could, you could have been an umpire like Fessy, just stand on the right. side. Oh my god! Truly, I mean, yeah, it's like I just need my I need my face and my teeth to be intact <laughs> at the end of this. That's the only thing I could think of is like I need my face and teeth and hair. Like I don't know, it's just like we don't so much to go wrong here. We have no helmet. I have nothing to protect my face. <laughs> the safety precautions on the show are are a Not joke great. sometimes. Honestly, yeah. One question I did <laughs> yeah, have about yeah. your and actually, I want to follow up on that just real quick. But one thing I was wondering is how the alliances changed, because I remember in USA one, it was very much show lines, right? Like, so like Tiffany was one of your guys's very first ones that you're like, we got to get out of her. We mm-hmm. got to get her out. She, her social games too strong, all of that. And then we come into USA two and you guys, it seemed like you guys all four linked up really quick, mm-hmm. at least from what we see in the edit. Um, so how did that play out? So I had talked with Alyssa L before the season. Um, and then I guess we're not supposed to say her pre-gaming, but. No, you guys are friends and had conversation. Yeah. Yeah, we had a conversation. Just essentially that like there are there are three vets. And I hadn't really had a conversation with Tiff yet. But as far as Alyssa L was concerned, it was like, we're going to try to look out for each other. Like there's only three of us from the original flagship show. Like we've got to have each other's back. Um, and even though Alyssa, Al and I obviously didn't work together at all season yeah. one, we just kind of agreed that we would this season. So Alyssa L was part of that alliance. Alyssa L was also very close with Tiffany, like very, very, very close. And obviously I, I lived in the same room as Tiffany and then 
Tiffany was really close with Chanel. Like, honestly, when we first started the game, there were too many people in our alliance. It was basically all of the rookie girls, except for... I feel like Cassidy was in our alliance, but she wasn't, like, in our alliance meetings. Like, we would have these, like, massive meetings of all the girls talking about the plan for the week, and she was always, like, probably off flirting with someone respectfully. Um, Honestly, that's probably what she was doing. I don't know. She just wouldn't be there. (laughs) I forgot what the question was. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) About Tiffany, about (laughs) the alliances and how they shifted. Yeah. And then that just kind of shifted naturally on its own. Like, you know, once Tiff went home, then she was no longer a part of that. And then Alyssa and Alyssa L went home. She was no longer a part of that. So that kind of shifted that alliance. But I would say the, for the most part, like we were still looking out for the rookie girls. Um, The big brother guys kind of felt like they were, trying to play their own game. Like I couldn't figure out what was going on with the big brother guys. And we try to pull them in Tyler in particular, especially towards the end. We'd be like, this is how we're voting. If you want to be a part of our voting block, you should vote this way. And then he would do something different. So then it was like, all right, Tyler can go. You gotta go. <laughs> so it was just like people, as people show their true colors, it was like, okay, they can go. Yeah. And then, you know, Michelle was kind of the last one that was like, Oh, and now we see where she stands. She can definitely go. So it was just like, it was never really intended to be Survivor versus Big Brother. It was like really this big girl alliance. And then the boys were doing whatever it was the boys were doing. You know, Sebastian flirting with Tori, Chris playing the middle. Like they were just doing their thing. And then we just did what made sense. Yeah, it was like, it did seem like Chris and Michelle for most of the game were playing the middle until Chris got into those first two eliminations. And it was like, all of a sudden he was like, nope, nope, I don't have a choice. I have to work with Survivor. Yeah. I think Michaela put the fear of God in him with that conversation she had that we saw in that one episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I don't know that he still would have. I don't know. Chris played a really weird social game. Yeah. So I, I actually had had a question um, kind of about the, the social situation, especially with like, you know, you and, and Michelle and uh, Chanel and all of them. There was that one vote where I believe it was the the red team that had won and Michelle and Chanel and Michaela were all, you know, supposed to be doing their best to keep you out of the elimination. Um, Obviously, that didn't that didn't work out. And there were some people who went against what they were supposed to say at that table. So I kind of jumping Mm -hmm. back to the whole, you know, separating game from real life. I'm just kind of curious, like what like when you heard about that and you saw what actually went down, like how that has maybe affected the alliance or did it just not really affect it at all for you? No, I mean, it, it did. And I think for me, that's when I was like, okay, Chanel really does have my back. She's not, that, that solidified my alliance with Chanel for sure. Um, but I did look at, I did look at Tiffany and Michelle differently. And honestly, I, I never really trusted Michelle, but Chanel trusted her so vicious like she was like no I trust her I know who she is as a person we are friends outside this game so I also wasn't gonna like cross my closest ally to be like f your friend (laughs) you know that's how I felt for a long part of the game and then that so that final one was like this is the straw that broke the camel's back like I can't pretend to be okay with this anymore like she's lied too many times she's you know she's had too many missteps this one I cannot forgive but Tiffany went home very shortly afterwards. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like there was so much poetic justice that it was like she knew she knew something going into that deliberation that she wasn't sharing with who was supposed to be our core alliance. And that made her vote a certain way when she got there. 
So karma came back and like, I didn't even have to do anything. Like karma just came back and got her for it. And then she went home. Well, I mean, in the same thing happened with Michelle, like literally, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you guys put the, the wheels moving to get her in, but she doesn't make that move the week before you guys never have to do that. And you're yep. targeting someone else. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. One of the alliances yeah. I was curious about is because it just seemed so out of the blue. So it makes me think that the vets approached you guys, but bananas, Tori, and then mm. you, Chanel and Michaela. How did that come about? Yeah, I mean, as quickly as it was shown on TV, like literally Tori pulled me like as we got back from that daily and she was like, I want to talk to you real quick. And they found like that quick conversation was how quickly that happened. Wow. Um, And there had been a conversation earlier in the season. Actually, Chris wanted me to work with Chris wanted me to work with Tori early in the season when he was playing the middle. He was trying to convince me to come to the middle with him. Yeah. (laughs) And so Tori pulled me then and we had a conversation and she was like, I think it would make sense for the strong girls to stick together. But at that time, I had an alliance of like seven girls. And I was like, respectfully, like, you don't fit on my roster. Like, I'm not. I can't. Yeah. Um, so there had been an earlier conversation, but way earlier in the season. But the alliance with Tori and Bananas, like, literally happened in a three to five minute conversation. And it was just like, sounds good to us. Like, you all just won. So obviously, we're going <laughs> to agree with you. Yeah, I heard to be like, I don't want to work with you guys. Uh, right. Please just put me in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you don't mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was just going to say, but I think once again, it speaks to your integrity because you really went out of your way to honor that agreement mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, until the very end where, I mean, there was really just a lack of options and Michelle lied to you guys. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think once I don't know, I've heard Michaela talk about this where she was like, well, of course I was going to say it in that moment, but it didn't mean I had to stick to that. Whereas I was like, I said it. And they proved like they proved themselves and more than one occasion. So it was like the least I can do is honor it. Hold up my end of the bargain. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's literally what I was going to say, because I just listened to that uh, that interview that she did on the Zach Nichols podcast. Um, We'll we'll go ahead and link it down below. Keep in mind, anybody listening, it is on Patreon. So you do have to pay for the interview, but it's worth it. Um, but I, I, I had actually just just heard that uh, yesterday where, you know, she was talking about how it wasn't necessarily like a, a handshake. Yes, this is an alliance. It was more of a, I did this for you. I feel like you could do this for me. And she was like, cool, that's what you think. But I never actually agreed to it. And so it's just, it's interesting to see like how uh, one situation can be like perceived differently from like different people, depending on how they mm-hmm. approach the game. Yeah. And, and not not that I think like one way or the other is right or anything like that. Um, you know, she interpreted it the way she did. You interpreted it the way you did. Tori did the way she did. And, you know, that's just what happens. But yeah. it's just interesting to see, like, you know, how that varies from person to person. Well, it's it's a very survivor way of approaching it. Right. It's like I didn't explicitly say it, so it should be OK. And I think that's also where Chris messed up in his game. Mm. So remember, he had a conversation with me at one point in the game. He was like, well, I haven't really lied to anyone in this game. I just haven't always told the whole truth. Or I've t- told like different versions of the truth. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds like a lie from where I Same. stand. But <laughs> like if that, if, this, if that makes it make sense to you, then like, great, great, great. But now you know why nobody trusts you because you're telling different versions of the truth, which inherently is going to be, has to be a lie to someone. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting to see different variations of survivor gameplay in a challenge house, especially as like yeah. a huge fan of survivor to see that many people come in 
And then to be able to come back on this podcast every week and be like, I would just like to point out Survivor's all still there. <laughs> and I get to do that for a while, yeah. which was nice. And the fact that Sebastian stayed there that long, not really playing the game, like it's also yeah. impressive because he was just living his best life. He <laughs> really was. And look, he that man was in love. Oh, I, my God. That was some puppy love if I've ever seen it. In so my, much. But yeah. I think yeah. it's it's very telling that you kind of mentioned like. <laughs> Like, because from the edit, we had the perspective, like, on Cassidy that she felt like she was so safe because the team she drafted. But to hear, like, kind of like what you saw out, you Mm -hmm. know, in the house that we didn't get in the edit, it makes a lot more sense on why she didn't build certain alliances stronger that could have actually helped her in the long run. Yeah, yeah. She kind of came back around to the Survivor Girls later, but it was like, too too late. late. Where have you been? Too late. Right. Yeah. Where have you been the past five weeks? Like, (laughs) it's too late. Go on in that sand. You're right. You can get back down there. Well, and, right. and that's the thing. Like that episode, that first episode where Chris gets thrown in, like he literally lies to every single person in the house and tells them a different story. <sighs> and then he wonders why he kept getting thrown in. It's like you ruined all social credibility that you had. Yeah. You exactly. know, of course you're going to get thrown in. Yeah. Nobody trusts you. Yeah. There, but there was no helping Chris. Always assume everybody is talking to everybody. Like, that's just what I would assume in the house is that everybody's talking to everybody, especially in the beginning mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. So keep your story straight. Yep. <laughs> he thought that middle game was, he was like, oh, I'm living sweet. Right. <laughs> the middle also ends up being the sand a lot, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. middle of the <laughs> arena. Yeah, Michelle found, found that out yeah, the hard exactly. way, too. <laughs> But at at the same time, major props to Chris because he had such a messy game and he was such a big target the whole season and everything was so messy. And he still managed to make it to the final and then whoop everybody's ass in it. So major props to annihilate in the final. I have no idea how he managed to make it through this season. Like it was every week we were like, oh, this has (laughs) got to be the week Chris goes home. And then it wasn't. And we were like, is he actually going to make this final and like pull a survivor all over again? And he sure did. He did just that. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it was impressive. His final performance was hella impressive. I mean, those those final challenges, like once he locked in, I was like, who is this animal? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if anyone else caught it, but I really appreciate the millennial in you that just said hella. I right? just want to yes. throw that out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's it slid off the tongue so effortlessly. I didn't even. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to go watch Legends of the Hidden Temple after this. Right. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh, good. Actually, I do. I do need to watch that. I think, and I know Tony will probably disagree with me on this because of his fandom of Survivor, but (laughs) it's why I like the challenge more than Survivor is because at the end of the day, you might ruin all social credibility Mm -hmm. in the house, but someone still has to eliminate you you out. out. Yeah. You, if you go down Mm -hmm. there and win, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah. And I, that's what I appreciate. And that's why I think this win for Chris means so much and is so important to him and so impressive to us as the viewers. Yeah. And then, of course, your win, and we're, we'll get oh. into the final. It's just the the best redemption arc we've seen over a two season span oh, yeah. ever. Yeah, I mean, Chris's Christmas win was just amazing, and that's why I like the challenge better than Survivor too. Obviously, I didn't do that great on Survivor, <laughs> but it does give like people have to pause to throw a strong player in. Like you have to think about the repercussions all the way around. Whereas Survivor, it's like if we just blindside her, she's gone, and then we we never have to deal with. 
that route. Well, that's that's the thing too. Like you were you were perceived as a threat because you won your individual immunity, and then like that's how you ended up out of the game. And that's actually what I prefer to the challenge over Survivor is people like you and like Malcolm Freeberg and people like that. Like if they were if you're on the challenge, they still have to take you out of the game, not just vote you out of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I prefer. That's why I like seeing so many survivor people coming over is because you can't just vote them out anymore. And I mean, the last two finals, I would like to point out for USA one and two, they're all survivor winners. So yeah. Booyah. You're not wrong. Survivor owns challenge USA. I mean, so far, so far. Look, like I don't want to discredit Sarah's win or, um, Angela's ability in the final in USA one, but we all have had a, a very strong debate that if what doesn't happen in USA one with Enzo, you are very close to getting there the to the end for USA oh, one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even Danny, we talked to Danny about it. And he goes, look like I'm not like it sucked what happened. I'm not upset. Cause I got more money. Cause just me and Sarah finished. <laughs> But yeah, yeah Desi yeah, would have right. finished that final. She yeah. would have done the Sudoku. She would have gotten through it. And he knows it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you know, look, like I've talked to Danny throughout the season and like, he's like, you see how good she's doing. You see how good she's doing. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. Well, and then he recapped oh, the final Danny. with us. Yeah. Yeah. He had such great things to say. I'm pretty sure he said he was like, the only way I would ever come back on the show is if like the time was right, the money was right. And I got to be partners with Desi. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, that's damn. Fair. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> wow. Right? Well, look, I'm just saying maybe season 40, they should bring back USA one and two winners Ooh. and partner them. That would be crazy. Like make Chris and yeah. Sarah work together and you and Danny. Oh gosh. Cause you actually, I think they would get along. They would get along really well. Chris I and Sarah. Think. I think they would. I think they would actually yeah. do well together. I yeah. mean, I, I would still yeah. consider you and Danny the front runners, right. but they're not far behind in that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, they would be a good, I'd be interesting there. I mean, there's <laughs> so, a reason you're first draft on the draft, like for us, for, for the challenge fan of podcast yeah. draft. And <laughs> as, Thanks, as soon as guys. the first person was like, Desi, you heard a chorus of, ah, fuck. It was Josh. Yeah, and everybody was like, damn it. Shit. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm blushing. So you guys get through that final elimination. Watch Josh get eliminated after oh. the challenge karma gods came acting swiftly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, from the edit, it goes straight into the final. Obviously, you guys had some time to prep. You knew you guys were going into the final. What were your emotions leading up to that? Um, honestly, I get really nervous before dailies before finals i i i don't know why my anxiety just like gets the best of me but i know why i always think they're gonna i always think they're gonna make a skydive like (laughs) in my head i'm like today's the day they're gonna make a skydive and i don't want to do that um so i get really i was just nervous like nervous couldn't really eat like i get the nervous shit so like oh yeah yeah I get them before the podcast, so, so I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, like I think I need to use the bathroom, and it's like, no, you don't. You just went to the bathroom. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, also, like, I also knew I was going to the final with, like, the other three strongest women in the house. So I was like, this could be anyone's game. Like, just try to stay as calm as possible. Do your best. Like, you never know what's going to happen in a final. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know. You're like, we have no idea what we're walking into. We have no idea what the final is going to be. We have no idea how many days the final is going to last. Like, it's just... You're just like, 
I guess they won't let me die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah, right. They, they might lose the franchise if they let one of us die. So they, that probably is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not. This season, I was also really big on like positive affirmations. So I had like this list of positive affirmations I'd go through at least 10 times every single day. So then it was just like, let me just repeat these in my head to get my mind off of everything else. Oh, yeah. What I was curious about was with day one, because this was one of the weirdest day ones of a final we've ever seen, where it was just individual stages. Did we miss anything in that or did they show all of day one pretty much? I mean, there was an overnight challenge, but that was all of day. Like we we really didn't get even get started until like later in the afternoon. We were all like, what is happening? (laughs) When does this when does this final start? So I don't know if they were having I don't know what the delay was, honestly. Um, but no, that was all of day one. And then we had an overnight that lasted a few hours. Right. Yeah. Um, I think what Pete, you didn't see was a lot of day two, like the actual running. Right. That was the final. Like I, none of that was shown, which I knew none of it would be shown because there were no cameramen. Like well, I'd go for miles and miles and miles. <laughs> and I'd be like, it's like, there's like, I'm alone. Like, am I even on? Like, I must be on the right track I think but like there's not a single cameraman there's not a single other person like it is just me and grass and dirt and rocks like and trees is there another human even out here yeah yeah Yeah, no but that is truly what it felt like so like a lot of people were like did you know you were winning and I was like I I thought I was in the lead but I also was like I could be on the wrong mountain at this point like right I haven't seen it I haven't seen another person I don't know Like the distance between checkpoint two and checkpoint three was so far that it was like, did you have markers at all? Or was it just like, hopefully every maybe like half a mile or so, there'd be like a yellow stick in the ground. Mm, Gotcha. And be like, all right, I guess I'm on the right track. Or somebody (laughs) likes yellow. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or this is here from like another foot race. (laughs) Right. Right. Or there there was a foot race over the weekend and they just forgot to pick up their markers. Like it was just like, it's going to be anything. They're filming Amazing Race at the same time. Save money. Yeah. Like I hope I'm on the right track, but it's really weird that there's no footage of this. So right. am I in last place because nobody cares where I am? <laughs> like I don't it was just it was weird. Oh, that's a that's interesting. Yeah. Are they not filming me because I'm in last and I'm stuck I suck right. right now? Like, yeah. Oh, that that's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just like I none of this makes sense to me. <laughs> I was I was really surprised that they that's all there was in day one though was just those checkpoints. Like there was no running from one checkpoint to the other. It was in the race, yeah. You know, dog. anything mm-hmm. like that. And then the other question I had is about that first strength test. How heavy were those boxes? So friggin' heavy. <laughs> I would have to guess half our body weight. What what I think would be my best. Oh, guess. for each box. Each box. Wow. Yeah. Like, Jeez. So pulling those two at the end. Maybe a third, but I don't know. It felt it felt heavy to me. But I've also never pulled like I've done sled pushes, but it's very different to like pull it up behind you. Up a up a hill. Yeah. Well like a not a even hill. No. So I would yeah. Anywhere between a third and a half for our body weight, but I would say closer to a half. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. And then the what was after the strength one? It was the um I'm trying to think of spelling. Oh, the spelling one. That's right. And that was like the funniest part of the whole final. Like <laughs> in your confession. I know when I was like, I was like, we're going to do spelling. Like, yeah. All right. You're like, okay. Yeah. Double down. I, I know. How I don't know how this is entertaining, but, <laughs> <laughs> but then I figured it out. I was like, oh yeah. gosh, these people really, 
don't know how to spell. That was shocking to me, honestly. It was shocking how bad people were at spelling. Your confessional was perfect. And then like the whole, like the whole thing with, you know, Corey and Fessel and bananas. And I've, I love that moment so much. I even put it on my little soundboard here. Benigancy. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> it was so great. But yeah, obviously you you obviously doubled down on the spelling thing. Did you expect like everybody to just be as absolutely horrendous at spelling as they were? Or were you No. I hesitated to double down. Like I almost didn't double down. And then the last one I was like, you know what? If there's anyone that I can like I am a decent speller. I mean, I'm not spelling B champ like Chris, but <laughs> <laughs> I I'm decent at spelling. Um I I I could have never thought that those people would be that bad. Oh my I was gonna ask, did did you know that Chris was a spelling bee champ before this? <laughs> did you let that slip in conversation? I did not. No, he never he never let that slip. But I did expect him to perform better. In my head, I was just like, Chris is like really, really smart. I don't know why I thought Chris was really, really smart. Like he sells solar door to door. Like, I don't know where I got this like really intelligent thought from. So I expected him to do better. But yeah, for him to say later in confessional that he was a spelling bee champ, I was like, you can keep that to yourself. Because by the time you know this confessional, you already know how that part ended up. <laughs> well, and then like right down to Tori not realizing it was plural. Yeah. Oh, I know that part. I don't know. That part was was weird. I don't know. I agree. But like you guys said, everybody else caught the plural except her. So that's, yeah, that's that, fine. <laughs> and I agree. That's on her. Yeah. If she didn't hear it, she could have said, what? Can you say that again? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, but I think he also used it in a sentence. He did. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. He said in, in the challenge, it's really good to have alliances. <laughs> so that's right. That's on right. Her. So that couldn't have been. Yeah, that couldn't have been plural. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, and let's be honest. I know you already played this out, but Corey was the star of that. <laughs> of that checkpoint. It yeah. really was great. Corey is always the star of anything like trivia, spelling, it's Corey and Nelson. Like they're always the best. And by best, I don't mean like that they do good. They do so horrible that it actually makes those things entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he definitely was, was really bad, but he was really bad at all of the things. It was hard time. to watch a little bit. It was so, uh, but you guys, you didn't even like, he re- literally went over in a corner for like probably 20 minutes and Poor was just guy. like, had to like gather yeah. himself. Like I, he was so sad. He was. I think he just put so much on himself that first day of the final and it wouldn't, it didn't fall his way. Yeah. It just was too much for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like we all said, like if there's anyone that could have made up that deficit on the second day, it's Corey. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so fast. Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He, he went from seven minutes behind bananas who is in first to coming in second. Like, that's huge mm-hmm. for where he started to where like TJ asked him if he wanted to take a nap before he started because he had the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like poor Corey. Um, yeah. By day two, he was in better spirits. But day, day one, I was like, they going to cry. Poor guy. And we all felt for him, too, because like everybody, it's hard not to love Corey. Yeah. Yeah. It is. He's, yeah. He's a great guy. So the, the, the most important question, have you ever thrown an axe before? never touched an axe before that was my first time touching an axe i was like what do i (laughs) (laughs) all right bye 
I'm giving you props because at least you threw it right. We were sitting there watching Tori trying to like Paul Bunyan one hand that thing. It was like, that's never going in. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd seen it. I've seen it like on Instagram. People go on dates and do like back throwing and they always use two hands. So I was like, all right, pick this up two hands, focus on the target. And I was like, oh, that worked. Here I go. Um, I don't know. Maybe I have a career. Yeah, maybe I have a career in axe They throwing. even added a cat screech to Tori's throwing at one point, where she threw something really <laughs> off the side, and then you just hear that cat screech sound effect. That's so yeah. funny. That's too good. It's good. always a theme of cats. I don't know why we can't get away from cats on the challenge. I was going to say, <laughs> what was with the cat on Fessy's chest and all of that? Was oh, there around like the a, house. Yeah. Was there like a yeah, house we, cat? We had a house cat. Yeah. There was a house cat. Oh, she, I don't think I think she was sickly. Oh, it seemed like she was all that well. But yeah, we had a house cat. Um, <laughs> they would take food out to her pillows, blankets. Aw, um, Lily. I think they named her Lily. Oh, my gosh. Oh my that's gosh. so funny. It reminds me of the the little uh, like pet monkey that they had on Rivals, Rivals yeah. that was living in the house. Ooh, that's so much more fun. Wouldn't leave them alone. And Laurel used to sit out and like brush it and feed it. And everybody's like, that thing is so dirty. Don't do that. And she's like, it's <sighs> fine. Look, <laughs> I, like, I oh would not be able to do that because I've seen that movie Outbreak. Yeah. So I just don't fuck with monkeys like that. I nope. don't want to catch. I wouldn't either. So yeah. the, the cat did not come into the house. Oh, I would have had to draw the line at that. The cat stayed in that like in the outside area. Right. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I don't know. We don't know where this cat came from, right? It could have any type of disease. Yeah. Disease yeah it could have rabies or something. I still remember the first time that we had you on for the interview because all during the recaps and like exit interviews and stuff, for the most part, my cat Jenga would always come in and she would always meow and she was very vocal to the point where like we considered her an extra host. And Mm-hmm. We were like, look, Desi's coming on. We want to like be as professional as possible. So I had this door behind me shut and she was on the other side meowing. And Rick was finally like, Aww. just let her in. And I was like, yeah, sorry, that's my cat. And your response was, that's a cat? Because she was just yeah. making this really <laughs> mournful meow on the other side of the door just to come in and be part of the conversation. That's so I actually don't remember that, but <laughs> That's funny. It, it was a good moment. It was a good moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a question and, and it's really just for my clarification of understanding what happened in this, this after the first checkpoint on day two, was it very mm-hmm. clear which way was the shortcut and which way was not the shortcut? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't even know. So if, if I'm reflecting back on it, I don't know which way was not the shortcut. Okay. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, there was a sign that said shortcut this way, but I don't think I inquired like what's not the shortcut way. I don't I don't know what that was. It, it, it was clear that the shortcut is this way. Right. I don't know if it was clear that the non shortcut is that way. That makes sense. OK, gotcha. I was just curious because, so, like- yeah, I think it was clear that that was a shortcut. <laughs> Fair enough. I I was just wondering, like, was it yeah, diverging yeah. trails or two completely separate trails? And it sounds like it was com- two completely separate trails. Right. Yeah, and that's I don't know that for sure because again, I have no idea what the non-shortcut trail was, but I do think it was the opposite direction. But it is weird that they wouldn't have stopped him sooner to be like, "You're going yeah the wrong way." The wrong way. Yeah, yeah, I thought that yeah. too. I was like, that was. That was very that was very petty of the challenge. They were like, we're going to let him get all the way up there yeah. and then we're going to turn him around. Like, that's what you get mm-hmm. for taking and the we'll focus on this sign here behind him that he just ran past that says shortcut. 
Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. We're just going to zoom into the sign. I was like, oh, that's so petty. (laughs) But I don't think they added more miles necessarily onto his. Like, I think he just had to make up the miles he had missed. Yeah. They just sent him back down that trail again. Yeah. But still, it was it was weird that they didn't like like you're going the wrong way and turn him around. I don't know. That was I didn't realize he had done that. So I actually remember passing him as I was getting to checkpoint two and he was going the opposite way. And I was like, do we have to go back? Because again, there's like, there's no cameras. So I'm like, am I going the wrong way? Like, what's that? I was so confused. But also, I, yeah, I had seen everybody else run. (laughs) Well, I guess apparently, like when he was running back and Bananas was running up and Fessy was coming back, according to Bananas, Fessel actually told Bananas, yeah, no, we have to turn around and go back. Once you get up there, you have to turn around and go back. And was like trying to get Bananas to just turn around and go back. So he wouldn't be behind it. I mean, I think Bananas is the wrong guy to pull that on, Mister. I've been in like ten finals. Maybe, maybe pull that one on like Chris or Corey. Yeah, might have had a better chance. (laughs) Right, right. But you got to give him. I mean, he was just trying to preserve himself at that point. (laughs) He was, yeah, poor guy. (laughs) So one thing I found was very interesting, from at least what we saw in the edit, is that the ATVs after that scale portion really made the difference in who finished first and second in the final because it was such a large advantage. Yeah, knowing that you and Michaela got there first, and you made the conscious decision, (laughs) like, no, I'm going. There's only one left. It's mine. Yeah. Um. At that time, once you got in that ATV, did you kind of realize, hey, I just made a $250,000 decision? It wasn't so much me doing it. It was her deciding not to do it. That I was like, oh, I think now I'm going to win. Because full disclosure, like by the time we got there, I was dehydrated. Like I had the nervous shits that morning too. So like I was dehydrated. Like I don't have any food in me because we didn't really eat last night. All the water that I drank. It's gone. released right behind that tree over there like so yeah it's out of me so i knew i was like there's no way i can run this entire 10 miles like i just don't have the fluid in me to do it and i also kind of had a sense that michaela didn't either because we had run that whole first portion together so there were moments where i was ahead and i'd wait for her and then she would be ahead and she'd wait for me like we were kind of like going ahead and behind each other yeah we were pacing each other the whole time and like encouraging each other through the the miserable parts of it so I was just like, if I can't, don't think I can run for 10 miles or at this point for like seven more miles. I don't know how she thinks she can. So it was more her deciding not to do it that I was like, pretty sure I'm pretty sure I can win this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I just won if I'm on the right trail. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take to do the scale portion? No, I mean, I have no real semblance of time, but maybe 10 minutes, if I had to guess, 10, 15. So like, she really wow. like could have hung out. She could have just hung out. Yeah, because it wasn't long after that. that Yeah, that Bananas got his wrong. Right. Um, and really, I did mine slower because I saw him get it wrong. And he picked his rock back up. That was really the, <laughs> the factor for me. I guess he had forgotten to get the rock at the first station that we were supposed to carry that whole time. Um, so he had to pick the rock back up and keep carrying it. But I thought if I got it wrong, not only do I not get the ATV, but I also have to keep carrying this rock. Oh, and I was like, okay. There is no way I can keep running <laughs> and carrying this rock. So I, I, I like really, really, really took my time at that station. Um, it showed. Like it was, was going to be like the make or break moment. Yeah. It was impressive. 
I was like, when you pulled that lever and it didn't go anywhere, I was like, wait a second, is that one broken? Like, what happened? Well, that's, I also was like, and then TJ didn't say anything. He was just like, wow. And I was like, what does wow mean? He was like, wow. I was like, does that mean I'm good, TJ? Like, give me something more. Like, Can I go? I got more stuff to get done here. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny, too, because when when Chris had originally got, I think it was Chris that got there first. Yeah. Uh, when he had originally got there and and and, you know, and TJ was like, oh, you have to balance it. And then, you know, he does a thing and it goes like this. I was like, oh, Chris didn't get it. And then TJ was like, you're good. Like when he said balanced, I thought he meant how yours was. Like the definition of the word balanced. Yeah. yeah. But I guess just if it didn't touch the ground, you were good to go. I don't know. But yeah. it, I thought the same thing as you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. How big of a distance was it between you and Chanel at the finish line? Was there like quite a large chunk of time? Because it was kind of portrayed that you guys were relatively close. Mm hmm. At least 10 to 15 minutes, at least 10 minutes. About a mile behind you. Yeah. 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 Or half a mile. Because that last was the last. Actually, the whole thing was like kind of very uphill. Right. So a mile time to get uphill is probably longer than 10 minutes. Especially yeah. No, that's that's, yeah, that's about fact. a half mile. Or so. yeah. yeah. Especially that's, on day that's two. Crazy that's though, super yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I thought it was very poetic. Um, because Karina had brought in the, brought this up and I, I didn't even re re Aww, realize it, which was this. how poetic this season was because we saw what happened last season. And after Enzo decided to quit the final and it, it automatically eliminated you, which was one of the stupidest fucking rules ever. Yeah. Um, you kind of like lay down and sat down on the ground and just broke down, which anyone would do. Like with your hands on your knees hands yeah. in the head you know and then when you won the final we got that exact same shot of you sitting in that exact same position still crying but for wow. like a completely different reason and it was just like I was like this is so poetic this is so beautiful like just the the chances that she sat in that exact same position you know what I mean and it was just it was so like that moment was so awesome and then it flashes to your confessional and you're crying of just like pure happiness it was just like look, I'm starting to tear up now. Like it was just Aww. so awesome. Oh my God. I loved it all so much. I don't even think I realized it. I was like the same posture. So I guess that's like my, my crying pose. I <laughs> don't know. Um, <laughs> like yoga. Like, I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I do that in real life or not, but yeah, yeah. This was certainly like, I needed this. Um, again, like I built my confidence up all season one long and then it was like, all right, this could have been a fluke. So then to make it to the finals, I was like, all right, so wasn't a fluke the first time. Like, I don't suck at this show. No. Um, so to win, like, I, I feel like and, and you guys even said it, you like I was your first draft pick. And like, mm -hmm. you know, Danny says all these great things about me, but I don't necessarily view myself in that light. I'm just like, you know, I'm just a regular person like everyone else doing mm -hmm. regular people things. Um, so I require it, it drives my fiance crazy, but I, I do require like words of affirmation. I, I need to see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. To see the confirmation i can't just like like i don't think i'm high and mighty i don't have like a huge ego it's just like i show up and i do my job and that's kind of the person i've always been so it was it meant a lot to me to like be able to walk away and be like i was successful like you know I, you know i shouldn't i shouldn't doubt myself like everything all these people are saying about me maybe it's true and maybe it I need is. to believe it yeah it's look exactly there is, I don't think there's one person that we've all agreed on that we would want to see on the flagship compete against, you know, the Laurels, the Cara Marias more mm -hmm. than you, Desi. I yeah. mean, look, it's not just 
the fans that see the potential. It's your it's your fellow competitors as well. They know how big of a threat you are. Yep. And so I think that confidence and 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 you can throw a little bit of ego in there is well deserved on your side. And, yes. You know, you've earned it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know if ego serves people well, really, in real life, but in the challenge, it definitely does. So I've got to got to work on that. I've got to learn rage and ego. Look, the first part is changing your, you know, your sign off on your emails to doctor and challenge champion. Maybe the, put the yeah, hyphen yeah. in there. That's the first part. Like, let people know, you know, like it's a select group. Right. That's very yeah. true. Very yeah. true. I mean, really, if you factor in like how many people have won the challenge over the last like 10 years, like more people have been to the moon. Damn. I like that. I like that. There's like a, a pageant saying that's like you're more likely to have a son play in the Super Bowl than a woman to compete in Miss America. That's like our like claim to fame. So that's a, mm-hmm. I like this. I like this man on the moon analogy. I mean, now I'm going to do like the real numbers and I'll send you a message to confirm <laughs> on that. Yeah. 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 I, send me all the data. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Look, I, I'm in sales and marketing. So sometimes it's just talking out of my ass. It's just what happens. And yeah. I apologize yeah. in advance. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all good. <laughs> different version of the truth right exactly yeah it's it's everybody has <laughs> yeah. their own truth yeah, yeah it, exactly yeah. <laughs> look it, one of my favorite things is there's a picture and it's a cylinder right and there's a light flashing on oh. it from the side and then one flashing on it from the the front and if you look at it from the front it looks like a circle but if you look at it from the side it looks like a rectangular mm-hmm. a rectangle mm-hmm. both are true it's just about your perspective right yeah. with that being said now that you're a challenge champion um do you feel like you're done with the challenge or is there is there still some in the tank to want to go do another one? Uh, we'll see. TBD. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. Um, I'm getting married next year. So, like, next year might not be great timing. At the end of the day, like, I, I do love competing. Like, this is, I'm 34. So, it's like, how many opportunities do you have at this age to compete at this level and do these, like, crazy once-in-a-lifetime things? So, if the timing's right, maybe... Post marriage, pre baby, I might have one more. Oh, exciting! I would love to see it. I mean, regardless if it's flagship USA World Championship conglomerate, whatever they're going to call it, <laughs> I think yeah, whatever's happening next for the challenge. Yeah, yeah I think I, my personal opinion is you're a great addition to the show, yep. and you bring a lot to it. And I would love to see you come back. Absolutely. I mean, I think. I, obviously, I, I'm speaking for the whole <laughs> podcast right now, but um, <laughs> thanks, guys. It's been a fun ride. It's definitely been a fun ride. I mean, life has I've so many things have happened in my life that I could have never anticipated or like expected. Like who I never in a million years would have thought I'd go on the challenge, let alone win the challenge. So I definitely like it. I'm not counting anything out life. I just take life as it comes. And if I can squeeze it in and make it work, it goes like. My my wife watches the challenge. She watches Survivor as well. And I have never seen Sarah so invested in a singular competitor or a season than rooting for you this season. And and oh. last season, like she's a huge fan. And so I sent this to you, but I, I don't know if I told Rick and Karina when you won. First off, I cried both times, both when I watched it the first time. And then when I was taking notes after I already knew what was going to happen, um, <laughs> Same, but yeah. when you crossed the finish line, we both yelled, like we both cheered 
and then immediately stared at our two-year-old son's door because his room is off the <laughs> living room and we were sitting like maybe 10 <laughs> feet away. And we were just yeah. like, I swear if we just woke Malcolm up because we were cheering, watching a TV show, we will have a sleepless night and it will be 100% all our fault. But he did not wake up. Right. <laughs> but it was just one of those moments where you're so very aware that you have a kid that's sleeping on the other room. So like you've got closed captioning on, you're listening at a moderate volume. And then we just spike <laughs> the whole damn thing as soon as you crouch the finish line. And yes. you know what? If you would have woken up, it would have been absolutely worthwhile. Been <laughs> like, look, this is why we woke you up. Right, yeah. right. Nothing bad is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very exciting ending. Yeah. And obviously I was I was excited, but also depleted. Like I I literally oh, yeah. got to the top of the mountain. I was trying to cry. And I was like, mm, I must be dehydrated. Because like literally no, like I'm just <laughs> sobbing, but like no tears are coming out because I guess I've got no liquid left inside of me. Look, yeah. super impressed that you and Chris were able to get up on that little that little tiny rock together. Yeah, that tiny rock. I was like, oh my God, she just won. They're gonna make her break her fucking ankle. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> not, my, not my idea yeah i felt the same way and like mostly you i mean if you see like i'm really not on it like i'm holding on yeah. to chris like he is holding me on that rock i'm like yeah can y'all y'all don't have any better shot that you can get in this moment like i'm exhausted you have no water for me up here like and now you want me to stand on this tiny mound <laughs> where is your water bottle i know you have a water <laughs> bottle tj and i need it now <laughs> oh my gosh. yeah one of the cameramen gave me his water because he was like you need some water i was like thank you like yeah. you guys should probably have that to finish line next time <laughs> right <laughs> right just like they do at fun runs and things like that <laughs> <laughs> right exactly exactly like can we at least do this with a marathon where like we got like tj's mom standing at a checkpoint like just with a table out. with water so you can just keep going <laughs> right, you know something right. there was water at like where we built those blocks up but then you have to like stop and you have to take your camel pack off and it's like i'm not gonna waste that time in the middle of the race but at the end of the race i would like to hydrate. <laughs> i would like yeah. some water yeah, yeah makes sense. <laughs> maybe a little you know a little power bar or something like <laughs> I mean, the option, I would have taken anything in that moment. A beer would have been nice. Right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what they that. at the end of a marathon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, to be honest, I bet that would have been the best tasting beer in the world oh, right yeah. there and then. For you know what I mean? Sure. Next time you're going to have to convince TJ, like, hey, top of the mountain beer on you. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's me again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I am fairly certain we'd ask you this because we know that you'd watched the challenge before, but now playing with vets and seeing kind of how the gameplay goes with them. If you had to choose one as a partner, who would it be? Uh, I would say you're going to reserve judgment until you get to play with CT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Out of this group, it would be bananas. Um, hmm. If I had to choose purely bets. If I had to go choose my team again, I guess I haven't watched that many like more modern day challenges. I might have chosen Fessy for, as first on my team. Hmm, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's a hell of a competitor during the season, just kind of falls a little bit short during the finals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. Not so great at finals. But I, the, the things this man was doing, especially like the first two weeks of the season, he was celebrating Ramadan right. or observing, I guess. So he wasn't eating or drinking all day long, but still like that capsize challenge. I think he swam that back and forth six times because he wow. helped literally every single girl on his team swim that with no food, no water, like storm the cast. Like the man is just. His athleticism, I've never seen anything like it. 
and the versatility of his athleticism. It's very much, and I know you're not going to like this comparison, but it's very <laughs> CT-esque, which is the fact that he is good at multiple things. There's not just one thing that he's really good at. He's, you know, like you said, he can perform. I mean, and look, he did it a couple of years ago when he was observing Ramadan and didn't eat and was still winning dailies. It's, yeah, it is. Impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. It really I could not I could not I can barely go without breakfast. And I'm like, I, I need a nap. I need to sleep. Yeah. There's something else. Why am I so tired? Oh, it's because you haven't eaten anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. I was just like, wait, you haven't. What? <laughs> so, yeah, after Sherman Castle, he was like dry heaving, but there was nothing coming up because he literally had nothing in his Aww. system because he hadn't eaten or drinking anything all day. Fessy takes Fessy takes a lot of a lot of heat. But um, and mm. like you said, you know, the finals, he struggles with the finals. I was impressed with his with the eating portion. This was a great season for him. He finished it. And, you know, so so props to him. Well, it, it goes <laughs> back to what Desi said earlier, like. Ego in the game is good to a certain extent. And, yes. and, and Fessy's got Fessy's got an ego. Yes. Let's be honest. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So, yeah. from hearing this, it's it part of it's at least well deserved. I, from what yeah. I'm hearing. It's actually funny. We were at the bar one day. Sorry, you guys are probably trying to wrap this up. And I just no, can't no, 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 no. We're on with Desi. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after I had moved to the blue team, like then, you know, Fessy and I were on the same team together. I think we had won a challenge. and We were at the bar, which they showed like really no bar activity again this season so i don't know why they torture us into going every time but yeah we were just like talking drinking and he was like so uh am i am i like am i everything you that you thought i was gonna be like am am i like they like you thought i was gonna be and i was like fessy and this is true i was like i literally haven't had no idea who you were before we started this season (laughs) he was like really and i was like yeah no i had never heard your name before so um (laughs) So I had no expectations. So I think you're great in comparison to what people say about you. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like the ego that he was like, so what do you think about me versus what people say? And I'm like, oh, it's the egos. (laughs) I I, I had no thoughts about you before this game. Oh, I'm sure that hurt. (laughs) I'm sure. Maybe maybe that's why he was more level this season. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I think other people knew who he was. I just, I, I had no idea who Fessy was. Like, I didn't watch his season of Big Brother. I I don't really remember him from I guess I haven't watched like his the recent seasons of the challenge because I don't really remember him. Well, I mean, I'm it, trying to think what was the first season he was on? Total, total Madness. madness. Oh, total Madness. Okay. I mean, you would have just remembered him getting fourth in finals. That's it. That's true. Yeah. That's I mean, look, like the only thing that would have been worse than what you said to him is like, no, I played with Danny, who was a professional football player last <laughs> season. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he did. He did tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He told me about that little tat tift tift between the yeah. two of them. And I don't think either of them are healed. It doesn't sound like either of them. I mean, they'll make a great rivals team someday. I yeah. think Danny's beyond it. I think Danny's beyond it. But I also think it, it went to another level when Fessel started tweeting Kiki. And that was like the line for Danny. It was like, nope, oh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> you don't talk to my wife. I think that was the line for us, too. As a podcast, we're like, hey, yeah. nobody talks to Kiki yeah, like every, that. All the fans were like, you don't mess with Kiki. <laughs> right, right. Look, I'm Anybody just going to be a sacred <laughs> conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to be honest. When you're having a conversation with a former NFL football player and you have to post your college highlights, you're just, already losing. Just stop. Yeah. You've already lost. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just putting that out there. I mean, you would think that he would see that, but. Again, it's the ego. It's the ego. What do you, you know? think? <laughs> what do you think his footer on his email is? Oh my <laughs> <laughs> gosh, that's a great question. Because do you 
Do you, I was saying, do we think he even emails or do you think he just does everything through DMs? Ooh, DMs, DMs and texts. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 I don't see him as a big email guy. I don't either. I can't imagine him having yeah, like probably just sent from sent from iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Sent from yeah. iPhone. Sent from yeah. iPhone is his- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sent from iPhone, former Division One college football player. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I haven't eaten yet, so I'm getting a little hangry already. I know, no. right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Rick's taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's not coming on the podcast. Let's be honest. About I know. This. Yeah, and we've you, yeah we've shot ourselves in the foot no? on that one. We did. Yeah. We shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. That's, that's fine. It, I'll tell you what, if you ever get the chance, you go back and watch Double Agents, you'll see why. <laughs> it was messy. It, was it, it wasn't. It, it's one of those where a lot of people didn't want to partner with him for a few seasons after because of that performance. Yeah. Oh, is that when he pushed somebody where he got sent home? Is that that? No, season? no, no, no. That was a uh, spies lies. Oh, okay. and him and Josh got into it in in Double Agents. They were randomly partnered with people throughout the season. And every woman that he got partnered with was like. I can't fucking stand him. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't let me talk. He talks to me like shit. He treats me like shit. Wow. Just like it was bad. Wow. Like this, the fessel that we saw on USA 2, it was a complete like 180 from yeah. what we normally yeah. see of him. So you definitely got like yeah. the best version of fessel to like play with. The vessel fessel. At least from what we saw yeah. in the edit. <laughs> no, I no, I think definitely. I mean, fessel talked very little, honestly. Like, also, like he was mostly in his bed. He's learning. Yeah. <laughs> he also had a girl at home. I think he was trying his best. He was like, I'm just going to put this scarf over my head so I can't see other women. So I'm not tempted to. It's like how I used to play hide and seek as a kid. I figured if you couldn't see me, I couldn't see you. Was how it worked. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he made it to the end. Somehow. He did. Just hiding in his room. Little side note. Our son, when he was younger, he'd do hide and seek, but he would cover his ears. <laughs> and thought you couldn't like, see him. <laughs> Where's Luke? Where's Luke? <laughs> <laughs> the funniest Aww, things ever. So innocent. <laughs> so cute. Kids are great, man. <laughs> now he runs around and screams. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I that's all the questions I have so far. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I could sit here and just bullshit with you for the next two and a half hours, Desi. Yep. Um Yeah, nobody's gonna listen to that, right? <laughs> I mean, they listen to us, so <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't either. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have got no questions for you if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I was really asking them because I have a bad oh, habit okay. of just like steamrolling stuff because <laughs> of my position at work. I typically run meetings. So if somebody doesn't speak up, I'm like, all right, let's get this over with. Otherwise, it could have been an email. So <laughs> it could have been an email. Phone. You know what I mean? Yeah, send for my phone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Since I talk shit about his, I, I will put my footer out there because I work at an HVAC com- uh, company. My my footer is comfortably yours. Mm. Very nice. Very comfortably yours. Comfortably yours. Yeah, yeah. Be- because cute. it's he- heating and air. It's you know corny. what I mean. Yeah. It's corny, but it's corny. It's, yeah. But <laughs> I stole it from my old boss. I was like, "You're I, oh, you're retired, so I'm taking that." He did. Yeah. I remember. I mean, that. I just say sincerely. So, like, it's that's better. Or warm regards used to be my thing, but I got got a little tired of warm regards. Mine's always best. Re- I think mine's best regards. Maybe. See, before uh, that, mine was just thank why. you. You know, thank you, Ricky Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, so just <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Check us out next week as we talk about headers instead of footers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reply all? 
Yeah. <laughs> please, dear God, don't. Oh my gosh. Please don't reply all. <laughs> so exactly. Desi, Karina always asks this question, but I'm going to take it because I don't get to ask the goat question anymore. Um, because in my opinion, if you win one or two more, you are automatically in that goat conversation. Um, so we, we're going to hold off until hopefully we get to see you on another season to ask you about the goats. But what I would like to know is once you're done, you know, you decide I don't want to do any more reality TV. Um, it's time for me to start my family or, you know, really pursue my career, whatever it may be. And you stepped away. What do you want, like, for people to look back and see your overall message to be? Hmm. I, I think playing that you are able to play this game with integrity and still succeed. Yeah, I love it. And I like that. Don't talk about it. Be about it. I think those two things like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I if, love that. if Wes is in the house, tell him you're voting for fucking Cassie. Really <laughs> yeah. <good> yeah. <laughs> right. right. But he's re- he's retired, guys. So we'll see. Never, ever coming back. I don't believe it. He's retired like <laughs> Michael Jordan retired in 94. <laughs> He'll be back right. in a year. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We'll see him yeah. on season four. And then try another sport. Right, right. And then after that, Ninja Warriors. Westberg yep. and Space Gen 3. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, heard, I heard they're going to do a new House of Villains soon. Ooh, that would be Ooh. interesting. I still have to watch that. It looks messy. Really messy. I haven't watched that either. I don't know no. what they do all day. Well, I heard Traders too. We're getting some carryover from we that too. So. Yep, CT's going to be on that one and a bunch well, of challengers. Which means we're watching Traders because we are watching be CT. <laughs> if CT's on the TV, we're watching it. Okay. It's fair. Yeah. As, as you should. As you should. That Absolutely. was that was the highlight of this season, actually, was meeting CT. Yeah. And it was a very brief moment, and I didn't understand anything he said, but I was just like, holy <laughs> crap. How, how did you meet CT, though? He came to our, we had our premiere, like, party in Miami. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 That's Which awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, CT's here? <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I fangirled really hard, and I was like, what do I say to him? <laughs> He wasn't really interested in talking to me, so it didn't. I didn't really have to come up with anything to say, so that was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he gets like that. He's a man of few words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, mean, I didn't take it personally. and Like, my feelings weren't hurt. I was still just like, holy crap, it's CT. Well, <laughs> if you're watching 39, I think he shows up on this. I mean, MTV has only shown it on every single freaking episode since <laughs> it started. Is, but What's the thing called? Uh, a, mace. a mace. That thing is awesome. Don't ask me why I know that. I just do. Okay. Yeah, it's like the thing with the ball on the end and the spikes all over it, oh. you know, like the, like gladiator type okay, thing. I, like, say, I don't know what a mace is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I, useless knowledge. Um, but with that Fair. being said, Desi, thank you so much for joining us. It's yeah. always an absolute pleasure to be able to sit down and discuss the season with you and kind of pick your brain on it. And we appreciate you giving us that time. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you guys are always so fun to talk to. Oh, Thank you so much. (laughs) And you know what? Thank you guys, everybody tuning in. Um, You know, if you have some more questions, comments, leave them below. And if you get a chance, make sure you subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on you on wait, Spotify. I'm just going to say YouTube three times in a row. So ignore me. (laughs) Um, All those platforms that you listen, whatever, wherever you listen, subscribe. Do that. (laughs) Um, With that being said, everything linked below will have Desi's Instagram you know, um, as well as links to our Instagram and everything else. If you guys have more questions or want to keep the conversation going, but for everyone here at the challenge fan of podcast, we want to thank you guys so much. Desi, thank you once again. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. And, uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Bye. Thanks guys. Bye.